You're listening to the FYI podcast where we talk about all things faith, mm-hmm. life, adulting, things like relationships and finances. I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Micah Keneally. And thank you for tuning in. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, what we want to say is we want you to end your week strong and begin your weekend even stronger and heading into the holiday season. We've had some amazing questions come in. Seriously. We've kind of condensed a lot of them into three primary questions that you are asking about money. Definitely. Uh, and to do that, we're going to call today's episode, How to Ball on a Budget. There you go. I feel that needs to be like a jingle. Balling on a budget. Just ding, kidding. Ding, ding, I'm not a singer, ding. you guys. Oh, that was great. I'm glad you let it rip and just went for Oh, it. gosh. These episodes are raw. They're real. They're unedited. And we just want to thank you so much. This, this was a brand new project for us in 2022. Mm-hmm. And this is episode number 43, I think. 44. Yeah, somewhere in there. And um, we're just so grateful. And, and the topic today, we're talking about money. A number of you sent in questions, whether you're a college student or a 20-something, maybe even in early 30s. Mm-hmm. And um, three of the questions that we're going to really aim at the first was, what is one way that you can stop yourself from compulsive spending? The mm. second is, what and how is a good way to get really disciplined with money and spending so I don't go over? And the last one is, how can I create a budget and plan that works for me without being overwhelmed? Wow. Wow. Those are great questions. I think everybody's asking. So if you're in your early 20s or your late 20s or early 30s and you're tuning in and listening, having these questions in this season of life is only going to set you up for success later if you take action now. Not just asking a question, but taking action in the process as well. And Josiah, you came across an article that like breaks down 10 top things that we are overspending on as consumers, right? Yeah. What what are those top 10 things? Like and, walk us through. Any guesses? Like any you I don't think you've read this article yet. I was gonna share it with I you, not. Like the listener, but like um any guesses on what's in the top 10? Oh my gosh, I would say coffee. Coffee's number seven. Because I can go to a coffee shop and I feel like one day I spend $3 on the exact same thing. I'll go somewhere else and order the same thing. And it might be local, which I love to support. And it's like 6 or $7. And I'm like, mm-hmm. whoa, there's not even like almond milk or goat milk or any kind of, that's just plain old 2% milk in my latte. So I would say coffee is definitely something. And I've noticed this when I mentor somebody, when I go in and I spend like $13 on two coffees, I'm like, whoa. Yep. And it's not that I'm not willing to pay for it. It's just a realization that I've had throughout the last you know, couple of years where I'm like, wow, I think I can make how many coffee pots per, <laughs> yep. I can spend a whole bag. I can get a couple pounds or at least one pound of fresh ground beans or do them at home myself and make coffee pot after a coffee pot. And I don't know how many cups I get out of that. So well, coffee, I'd say, yikes. Yeah. And, and we we're definitely, I, I'm guessing the listener is too, a generous person, like want to bless other people. And- right there's we're all about it especially when it's in our budget Mm -hmm. and we know where our money goes and the thing is is we don't want to go into debt to pay for a latte that's we have nothing to show for right and i'm just picturing the person who does want to ball on a budget says hey i'll have you over for coffee and you can make how unlimited pots practically Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. that 13.99 the giant thing of beans 
whether it's ground or whole beans and you grind them yourself. So there's ways. There's tricks. Exactly. Yeah, we want to tips. help you do that. And so this was an article that I just uh, read on reviewed.com of the 10 things that Americans overspend their money on. And if you're watching on YouTube, especially, mm -hmm. we'd love for you to guess, like what's something that maybe you've been hung up with on like, what's your, what's your Achilles heel oh, yeah. when it comes to, and Micah, are you willing to share at one or something that you have no problem spending money on? No problem spending money on. Oh man. I think having kids made me filter everything. I have to get over the fact of diapers are something that we need and they're a necessity in the season that we're in. So not that I like to spend money on that, but I think that's one thing where I've had to just bite the bullet and be like, okay, let's start potty training. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think I'm as crazy spend. Okay, maybe Hobby Lobby Christmas when it's 70% off. Okay, I, that's what popped in my mind. Only because I can see the little lights from behind us right now. If you're watching on YouTube, there you can see our decor. Is. I'd say mine. Would you agree with mine? Is I that agree with yours. And not that you do a daily or weekly. No, not at all. Run, but like, definitely, it's really easy for you. You are the target market of Hobby Lobby. I'm sorry. Ooh, that. <laughs> Or Starbucks and Target. <laughs> oh, the three favorites. <laughs> and then Chick-fil-A usually shares a parking lot. Oh, stop. That's when I get my free points. I'll go get a free chicken sandwich or a sandwich or a salad. And then I get the free fries for the girls because they love French fries. Oh, my Waffle goodness. fries. Oh, my, oh my gosh. You guys are going to know so much about us by the time we're done with the spending habits well, today. Here's, okay, here's mine. Okay, what's yours? Yeah, tell me. I think mine would be online purchases. I'm not like a sucker for like Instagram ads right. usually or anything like that. But if I can order a book on Amazon, it's probably already here. Or if I can order something and not have to go somewhere to shop for it, it's so convenient. It's so easy. Hey, and I look at that as the opposite where I'm like, I got to get to, I want to smell the bookstore before I buy the book. I want to go walk around before I, I click the send to my house button. Um but that's the difference between you and me. Like you want it to be Christmas every day at the front door. I want to go experience Christmas every day at the store. There you go. Friend and foe. I don't even know. That was a joke. <laughs> okay, here they are. The top 10 things <laughs> Americans overspend their money on. The first is ding, 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 online shopping. Woof, yeah. And I'm with you. Yep. Second is groceries. The third thing is subscriptions. If you think of Apple Plus, Hulu, and all the pluses, mm -hmm. Disney and Amazon and everyone. Just like terrible. little, little like upfront costs are like, oh, $7.99 a month. But then if you have five of those seven ninety nine, so it's like, oh, wait, what? And then if you don't read the terms and conditions, like six rooms from now, it goes up two, three bucks. And you're like, oh, wait, it's like $9.99 or $10.99 now. So yep. read the fine print, check your emails. That's what I had to do. That's good. The fourth is tech products. Everyone wants new. The fifth is day daily lunches, right? AKA Ooh. eating out. It's, you know, especially for maybe you're working remotely or you're working in an office somewhere and everyone's go eating out. So number six, household essentials. Even though mm -hmm. some people buy at Sam's Club or in bulk, toilet paper, wipes, maybe it's because people hoarded for a while. I don't know. The seventh <laughs> I already said was coffee. Oh, coffee. Number eight is really easy food delivery. Oh, you guys. And our friend George Camel works for Dave Ramsey and he just did a uh, Instagram uh, IG reels. He did a reels on how much more you spend for the same meal eating at home versus eating out. Ooh. And it was like 300%. Same meal, it. do it at home or eating out or order it in. In this case, number eight was food delivery. Yep. Nine and 10 are gym memberships. And I would put a caveat with number nine, especially if it's an unused 
oh, gym yeah. membership. Yeah. If you're using it and this is your health and this is your fitness yeah. and investment in holistic health, great. If it's not being used, kind of like subscriptions, it's okay to cancel. Yeah. And the last one, number 10 is entertainment. And I think that's like the catch-all. <laughs> Everything oh, else. That's like the other category. That can be yeah. movies. That could be rock wall climbing. That could be any experience. Like, yeah. wow. And so like, how would you encourage somebody who is feeling overwhelmed by previous maybe failure with budgets or just mm. the fact that they've never done one? Yeah. What would your encouragement like it be to somebody who this doesn't come naturally for, they didn't take a class on it in school and mom and dad didn't teach it at home. So it's like they're adulting for real on their own. They yeah. have bills and they're trying. What yeah. would you say to them? Oh man, I think right up, right off the bat, it comes down to, whatever your handle and take is on money, don't pride yourself in money and don't shame yourself in money. Whether like you shame yourself, like, I don't even know how to put together a better budget. I'm so incompetent. Don't make up the excuse, sit down and learn. It's basic math. It's basic elementary teachings. It's just whether or not, like I said at the beginning, are we going to apply what we need to change and are we willing to take action in that process? So it's just owning up. So I'd encourage you own up to your own spending habits because there are a couple of things that nobody else can, can do for you. And that is nobody, nobody else has control over your calendar necessarily until you give them permission. Nobody's telling you what to buy, how to buy it, how much to buy it until you give them permission to speak into that Yeah. or you hand over your credit card willingly, you know, here you go. So just keeping in mind, like you are, you are responsible for you and just don't be intimidated by the elementary math. Okay. So if you're making $500 a week, don't spend $600 a week. That means you're in the whole $100 plus any interest that may be on your credit card or that student loan or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So keeping in mind that you are in control of your finances and that can be maybe picking up a shift, another shift at work. Yeah. That could be coming a barista or a server on a hustles. Friday night and Saturday night, whether it's just two nights a week. So you can alter your, um, it sounds like alter your ego. You can alter your budget and your spending but you have to be aware of it first. So becoming aware, sitting in front of those numbers and don't let guilt or shame or pride be like, oh, I'm so wise with money. I can do anything. Or I'm so stupid. I feel like I'm not competent on any scale. Like mm -hmm. don't, don't play the victim and don't play the, the hero in that problem. Discover your spending habits. And I just want to encourage you to lean into that and don't be, um, don't be discouraged. Like you're not alone. Like, that's what I want to say to you. Like you are not alone. And Josiah is very passionate about finances. And I'm just like, yep, I know how much I spend. I know what's in the bank in my singleness. But now that we're married, it's a whole different story. So I don't want to care. I have to care. <laughs> get to. And it's not like I'm spending wild money. That's not what I'm saying here either. But to your point about awareness, um, it was 2017. I did some research, surveyed a thousand or 850 or a thousand yeah. college students for the book Debtless. And that's a lot of research. And one of the questions was like, hey, do you know how much debt you have right now in student loans? Right. And close to two thirds of young adults didn't know exactly how much they have in student yeah. loans. That's 66%. Right now. And here's what that tells me is pretending something's not there doesn't make it go away. Yeah. I think and I told you that on a ride. I was like, whoa, 
I know. Like I, nobody wants to have the money conversation or look at the numbers or the zeros. Yep. Like you love to see the zeros on your paycheck, right? Yep. But you hate to see them when they're the other way. <laughs> well, and with money, it can become a false harmony. And this could be in yeah. so many other aspects of life too. But it's that idea that if I pretend, false harmony says like, if I pretend the problem isn't there, then it's like- It's going to go away. Peekaboo. Like our kids are invisible if we can't see them. Right. But problems are not like that. And here's the thing with debt, especially, or finances, is it actually gets worse mm-hmm. with time. Mm-hmm. It Snowballs. gets worse. So, so find out today. And we have made a resource um, on FYI-podcast.com. Mm-hmm. And we've called it the budget breakdown. And so if you've never made a budget, there's a mm-hmm. free download where you literally just open it and- there it is. I have it on my phone right now, awesome. budget breakdown. And I've taught a personal finance class for mm-hmm. five years um, adjunct mm-hmm. at North Central University. And it's just been fun to help hundreds of students each year. Mm-hmm. And most of them, this is their first time building a budget. Yeah. So we just, and it's really similar breakdown for the cash flow plan. This is a budget and it's on a monthly basis. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good to do every month yeah. because even in our marriage, there's things that come up once a year or not every month. Or that... it's every six months. You like exactly. look at your, your tabs for the car, what yep. you need to update insurance. your insurance. Yep, yep, all that. And so section one, you just look down, maybe it's two salaries, two part-time jobs, a full-time job and a side hustle, but how much are you making? And then section two is giving. How much are you giving? Maybe your tithe, your mm-hmm. kingdom builders, other giving commitments, Maybe you support a missionary or number three is saving like, yes, budget and pay your future self. Yeah. Your future self will thank you for that. Number four is any debt, whether it's credit cards, you know, student loans, mm-hmm. car payment. Um, number five is a little different. That's housing. It could be a rent or it could be mm-hmm. mortgage. Um, sixth is auto. So that's like car payment. Seven is insurance from auto renters. Um, life insurance, health insurance, dental. Eight is household, you mm-hmm. know, groceries. Number nine is eating out, entertainment, meals. Then 10 is really anything else like miscellaneous expenditures. Right. And so our challenge this week would be really to build a budget. Yeah. And I'll even go for the overachiever. Don't buy anything new or online for the next 30 days. And I'll join you in that challenge. Oh, public accountability. So that can't be anything. Yep. No books, Christmas presents. You're going to have to go to the store. God forbid. <laughs> there it is. You guys, he just took the challenge, 30 day challenge starting this Friday, right and now. We'll check back in January and see oh, how man. it's going. But it's good. I'd also say like, don't get <laughs> any new clothes. Right. If you get given a Christmas gift, hey, or if you're, already budgeted to buy somebody a Christmas gift. Great. Yeah. But don't buy any, any new clothes. And I think this is where our culture for the most part looks down on thrifting or has put a stigma on a used car or a used phone when it's like, and I I celebrate, I I was telling Micah Mm -hmm. earlier, I celebrate that thrifting is like coming back. Yeah. And as I record this podcast right now, everything on is thrifted or secondhand. And it's not always that way. Right. But um, I think it, it can be okay to do. 
Okay, there's nothing more fun than having a mom or sister or siblings that can rotate closets. So for the past like 20 years, my mom, my sister and I, we've all rotated closets. So I'm trying to teach our daughter, our older daughter, that it's good to have a younger sister because your your closet doubles. And she's like, oh, but why mama? So I mean, even just thinking like thrifting is not a bad thing. Sharing if you have siblings or if you're living with somebody who doesn't care if you guys are roommates. And no, it sounds really bizarre. You're like, I want to borrow a jacket for an event. I mean, I did that to my sister all the time. And she's just like, Micah. And I was like, but you can borrow something of mine. So, <laughs> so thrifting is not frowned upon. Sharing is not frowned upon, frowned upon. And I say that to say, because I bought a coffee pot at Goodwill probably 10 years ago. And it just died within the last year. And it, I bought it for $4. And then I was like, Josiah, let's go to Goodwill again. I went to Goodwill. You guys, thrifting has even gone up. Because I went in to buy a Mr. Coffee coffee pot. $26 used at Goodwill. So I went online and I looked, I was like, there's a Target down the street. It's on sale for $19.99. So I actually went to Target to buy a brand new one instead of spending $26. So just even shop the market before you're buying anything. Like don't just walk in and just be like, I want this, 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 that, and the other. Oh my gosh. There's so many things that Sam's Club actually has some really fun clothes. Walmart actually has some really fun clothes. I don't know. I'm just... All the thrifting thrifting stores, if you want something unique that's unique to you, five, six bucks, some of the stuff. Or if you go certain days of the week, they say 30% right. off on a Wednesday or a Thursday or whatever ticketed items. So it's almost like a treasure hunt that you can go out with your roommates, um, maybe a girlfriend or the guys, or you, or maybe you're dating and you buy outfits for each so other, like your budget's 20 bucks and you dress your, um, your significant other and they dress you with the outfit that they choose. So there's some fun ideas for date nights because- Listen, when Josiah and I were dating, we were we started going on a date every Friday night. I think it was right Friday, Saturday, um, and then it was twice a week because I'm like Josiah, like I need to spend more time with you if this is gonna like become more. So our date night was Tuesday and Friday. So we had two date nights, and I think he was pursuing me well, and I'm very grateful for that. But it's like, well, what do you want to do? Where should we go? And we found ourselves always going out to eat. And when he would take the bill, I would cringe every time because I'm like. Nobody needs to spend 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 bucks twice a week on a date twice a week. Because I look at it, I'm like, if he's going to marry me, like this could be our future money. This could be going towards a ring. This could be going towards a future down payment of a house. Um, He could come over and we could cook for 20 bucks, you know, like a full meal uh, from start to finish with dessert, you know? So just getting creative. So he has said to, I said to him one day, he picked me up and I look at him. I was like, Josiah. I'm like, I can have fun without spending money. And he's just like, well, what do you mean? And I'm like, you don't have to take me out somewhere, whether it's Buffalo Wild Wings or somewhere fancy to date me. And like, we can do something fun. So I remember he like, I taught him how to make homemade pizza, like literally from scratch. Like we were making dough. So we made homemade pizza. We've done fun stuff like that. We've got a nature walks and hikes that don't, you know, there's no food included necessarily when it was dating, but it was just super fun to get creative and to, um, I put together these envelopes. Remember I did that? I think it's a great idea. Date envelopes where you make up the date, like pick an envelope and it's like, grab your walking shoes, grab a bottle of water and sunscreen or whatever. And you go hit one of the trails that's on this little map or whatever that we would do. So free. And then we go out for like, five bucks for appetizers or just know Mm -hmm. the deals and stuff like that. So dating doesn't have to be expensive. Singleness doesn't have to be expensive. Going out with your friends doesn't have to be expensive. Dine in, meaning like 
create a meal together. We have lots of friends from different countries and different ethnicities and backgrounds and like passions for cooking. So it's like, we did a potluck through a Bible study that I was leading for a long time. So I had friends from like Ethiopia, from Colombia, um, just different heritages up here. So it's like, they were bringing like, I don't even know, like, amazing, like real Indian food, like from India, like it was just crazy. So it's so fun, not only to like save money, experience, yeah, experience culture and friendship, but for like four or five bucks, because you always bring something to share, right? Whether someone's going to bring a beverage, someone's going to bring dessert, someone's going to bring shredded cheese for the tacos, like whatever. So dating and friendships and group circles when you're trying to do a budget make it fun and make it a staycation like a stay night versus a go out night i don't know just some random ideas that i had sorry that was probably all off script i'm so just trying to give you ideas like have fun i think it it was too it was also i was hanging out with my friend micah mac in college neither of us lived on campus neither of us had a meal plan at north central and we had a friend crystal who lived at the u of m Yeah. And I remember looking at my um, checking account and seeing how over $500 had disappeared through my first semester, true story, eating in Dinky Town almost every single day. Is this like $500 one month or one full semester? One semester. One semester. Almost every day we were eating out at Chuang Chang for Chinese, at Amy's Parlor. Yeah. We were eating at... so many delicious spots in Dinky yeah. Town. To this day, that's one of my favorite places on planet Earth. Yeah. And um, it's on the U of M campus. And we had a friend named Crystal, and she invited us to the house mm-hmm. that she was living at with roommates. And she cooked us each a box of mac and cheese. <laughs> I love it. And I look at like that's a college student being resourceful. All three of us. That and is, hospitable. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and so, like, balling on a budget doesn't mean that you can't be a blessing. Right. Balling on a budget is like, I remember another friend in the same season, Clint, he's like, Hey, Josiah, rather than eating out, I'd love to have you over to my place and I'll cook you breakfast. Mm -hmm. And I just like, honestly, how fun. Yeah. And I just would encourage us like to get creative. I think creativity is the key thinking outside the box, Mm -hmm. but inside the confines of a budget. Yeah. And to close this episode, we just wanted to share three super practical keys because the bottom line is there's three things, three keys that every good Mm -hmm. budget needs. Mm -hmm. It was the first. I think it's contentment being okay that you're in the season that you're in and with the budget that you have to work with, learn how to work the budget. Don't let the budget work you. Okay. So I think it's just contentment. And if you're not content where you are, then you need to start working harder or working the plan in a different way. And like we've talked about picking up a shift, doing something like that, a side gig, um, maybe contract it out, whether you're like photography, like just knowing what income's coming in and know what's going out. And when you do look at that budget, I think that you will appreciate your parents or your guardians or the people who've blessed you along the way even more. When you start breaking down from cell phone purchases to cell phone bills to insurance, health, dental, eye, like your appreciation and love for your parents goes up and your respect for them should go up. If it doesn't, then you need to look at that budget a little harder. Or maybe you've been on your own and you're trying to manage this all by yourself. Then find a good employer who's going to help take care of some of those needs and going to match some of those costs of your house and there's there's room for you to grow in an organization and hopefully that they can help you with that 
Micah, that's great. What I hear you saying is there's external ways to thrive with a budget, things yeah. like raising your income, mm-hmm. things like cutting expenses, yeah. right? But you're talking with contentment is actually an internal variable. Yeah. Because we can look at outside variables and say, well, if this was better or if that was better, but the real key Mm -hmm. you're saying is it comes from within with contentment. The second key to a successful budget is margin. Mm-hmm. breathing room. This is the external side of like knowing where your money's going to yep. go. And it boils down to breathing room. Yeah. I spend less than I make. Yeah. And carrying cash will make you feel a squeeze a little more when you go out and hand that $10 bill across to the, the barista, yes. you know, instead I would want that to go back into my purse or pocket instead of across the table for us, you know, maybe a cup of coffee you can make at home. So getting creative. And I think the third one is discipline. Not only, we talked about a couple of weeks ago about learning to say no. Sometimes you're going to have to learn how to say no to yourself hmm. and your own desires and your own preferences. Like, do I prefer a Starbucks drink, peppermint mocha over my own homemade? Probably. But guess what? I can get creative and I can probably master it. It might take a couple of times, but dis- disciplining ourselves and saying no to ourselves and sometimes having friends, like if you share like your goals with your friends, they will help hold, hopefully they will help hold you accountable. If they're good friends, they will say, instead of this, maybe we should do that. Instead of going out for supper, let's stay in. Instead of going out for coffee, let's cozy up by the fire or cozy up, you know, in your dorm room or your apartment. And I'll bring the marshmallows for the hot cocoa. Like it's okay to be this in the season that you're in. Cause I think that our generation millennials and below, like we have, I should say we, I have had a mentality of, I want what my parents have now and they're in their fifties, sixties that I want now in my twenties and thirties starting out. Yeah. completely. So, I mean, just kind of breaking that mindset of like, wow, they actually worked for what they have. They've sacrificed on so many different, they've said no to themselves. They they've disciplined themselves. They put together a budget and they've created margin and breathing room now, but they've also found beauty in the contentment and the season that they're in. So Josiah, do you have a Bible verse you want to end us on today? Yeah. I think that a lot of times we kick off the episode with the verse of the day and we didn't forget it promise. We were just so excited to talk about money, huh? Yeah. And I just really love Philippians four amazing book of the Bible. We wouldn't have Philippians without suffering. Yeah. We wouldn't have Philippians actually without, it was a prison epistle. So sometimes we don't see God's macro level plan in the micro mundane. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those letters, like had Paul not been jailed in prison, Mm -hmm. likely he might not have slowed down long enough to send the church in Philippi a letter. Yeah. And that is this. And in Philippians four, he sends, and he's just uh, verses 10 through mm-hmm. 13 it says, I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that you at last renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show for it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need for, I have learned to be what? Content. Learn to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in Mm -hmm. want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And that's Christ. Amen. Yeah. So often we take Philippians 4.13 out of context and say we can do things, anything through Christ, which is true. 
Christ is the source of our strength. Right. But it's also Paul's writing about contentment. Mm-hmm. Paul's writing about, hey, the key to contentment is I have everything I need in Christ. Right. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. Yeah. And if that's where you're at, where maybe finances are really tight or you don't mm-hmm. have a lot right now and balling on a budget is such a timely message in a variety of ways, I just want you to be reminded of the gospel mm-hmm. and the simplicity of we have everything that we need. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And don't go into debt this holiday season. And I just want to remind you that the only debt that's been paid that is truly free and the, the, the sacrifice that Jesus was on the cross for us, like we were in debt to him. We were in debt. And maybe you feel like you're in debt spiritually today because you have not yet said yes to Christ. You feel you're lost. You're, you're confused. You're, you're anxious. You're worried. You're concerned. You don't know how you're going to make ends meet at the beginning. At the end of us is the beginning of God. So good. And we don't serve him to get things from him. We serve him because we want to. We say yes to him because we desire more of him. And um, John talks about uh, First John, right? Um, less of me and more of him. We want less of ourselves this holiday season. We want more of him. And maybe you feel like you're in debt, like I referred to, and you want to say the prayer. You want to invite Jesus into your life. You, you believe that he's the Lord and Savior, that he was the son of God, And he came to this earth to be fully man, to be fully God on a cross in our place for a debt that we could not pay for an experience that only he could do and only he could suffer was taking on the burdens, the sins of the past, the present and the future, every single person under the sun. And the amazing thing is that there's equal playing ground or at the foot of the cross mean that you're no less or no more than anybody else around us. The only thing he's asking is that you say yes and submit to him. So if you want to get connected to us and if you want to say yes to Jesus, you can just do that from wherever you're at saying, God, like I, I want you. I want all that you have for me. I'm a sinner. I fall short of the glory of God, but I want to know your character. I believe that you are fully God, that you are fully man, that you died in my place. <clears throat> and I want you this holiday season above all else. And if you said that prayer and if you want what God has for you and you want that next step in a relationship, connect with us on, on our account and just let us know what do you need? What do you want? And what is God desiring for you? Because uh, we just want to get anything into your hands just to further your relationship with Christ, see your life radically transformed for such a time as this. So thank you so much for tuning in. We love you guys. Happy Friday. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. It's coming fast. And just enjoy budgeting and balling on that budget the last three weeks of the holiday season. Love it.